0: Got I always keep drinking the fever that I cannot shake. And those girls downtown are more than I can take. High-waisted Rockies and the Sailors' mouths and the boys in the back of the bar. Right, welcome to the next edition of Morgan, you asked for a podcast, you know, obviously more regular basis here weekly with football season now in full swing, full first week of college football in the books, Iowa State have played, we'll recap their games here coming up, we'll talk about a couple of the upsets that happened and obviously preview the Iowa State game, and then a little bit of preview of the NFL and Trevor will finish out his quarterback rankings number 16 through one and you know anything else that we discuss or anything from there so all right you have a good week trev
1: yeah saturday uh from the start all the way to the finish i watched a lot of college football took a brief nap during the ohio state indiana game which i didn't miss miss much there but it was just good to have football back on uh during the iowa utah state game and then colorado tcu which we're going to touch on both i had my TV and my computer going. So I had both games on at the same time. I had one in the kitchen, one in the living room, and I kind of had to set up where if I took a couple steps into my kitchen, I could hear the volume and see it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And if I took a couple steps back to my living room, I could see the other game. So yeah. I think for three hours I didn't I didn't sit down once at all for yeah. those two games.
0: Yeah, you know, we we talked about that, but we take our camper up on Friday night, you know, got up Saturday morning, hooked up TVs, you know, a couple TVs going, hung out at the camper, drank a few beers, and then obviously went to the game and came back. And then we decided to come home on, um, you know, Saturday night because it wasn't too late or whatever. And came back and then, you know, hung out the rest of the weekend. But, no, good weekend. But coming up this next weekend, we'll be up Friday. We'll stay Saturday night because it will be a little bit later. Game's not till 2.30. You know, and then just by the time you fight and get out of there, it's not, you know, we'll stay there again Saturday night and we'll go home Sunday morning.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, that's I. I saw you had your your camper up there that we used at Hinterland. Looks like the kids nope. were having a good time. And nope, we got a, new, a we, different one.
0: We got a newer and bigger one, Trev.
1: So was so. that the newer and bigger one that yep. you had up there? Yep. I it's, guess I. It is
0: nicer, Trev. I will say this: there's more actual beds, and uh, so you won't have to sleep next to the the table like you did.
1: Well, I'll sleep next to the table if I have to. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to sleep. I've, I had zero complaints. Yeah,
0: no, this is it is nice. It's a little bit. It's just a little more roomy and stuff like that. It's just bigger. So but we are having to buy uh, a bigger generator because it can't run everything. So I did do that on Saturday night. We ordered new generator and kind of a plug in thing. And so we're going to see hopefully that works better for us this weekend. So
1: there you go. Good to hear. Look like yeah, we're having a good time up there.
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's always fun up there. You know, you there with, you know, a few people we know, and then you meet new people and
1: stuff like that. So
0: it's always fun. College football is the best time of year hanging out. You know, it got a little warm, but where our camper was, we did have shade and everything. So it ended up not not being too bad. And you know, this next weekend, it's only supposed to be like 80. So it's going to be about perfect uh, game time weather.
1: Yeah. A lot, a lot cooler across the country, it seems like. And, you know, the first two, three, four weeks of the season, sometimes you get those hot weekends. Hopefully uh, those are hopefully those are long gone and we get yeah. to that nice, perfect fall weather that, that we all like during football season.
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, football is just the craziest thing when it comes to weather because, you know, it's last weekend it was 95 degrees. Last game of the year, you can't put enough clothes on. You know, I mean, it's just – I mean, it might be all right, but it's been – I've been in there where blankets and, you know, coveralls and just everything, and you're still not – well, last year we had snow there. One of the games, you know, you had to push snow off the the bleachers <laughs> and everything. So it was crazy. So, all right, now let's kind of get to uh, the games here. Let's just go ahead and recap Iowa state and Iowa. Um, You know, obviously I was at the Iowa state game. I watched a lot of the Iowa game, not the entire thing. Uh, Cause the Iowa state game did start at one and Iowa obviously wasn't done yet. Um, Iowa State overall looked better than I thought they were. You know, it was very much unknown, you know, new quarterback, new running back. But I think we've got guys that are very capable. And you hate to say it's addition by subtraction, but talking to people there, things you've heard, things you've read. Hunter Deckers had all kinds of talent. But I don't know how well he was liked by teammates. And he wasn't a great leader. You know, Rocco Beck and J.J. Cole, obviously J.J. Cole true freshman. He did not look as good as, as Rocco Beck does as being the red shirt. But from everything you've heard and talked about is they are much more well-liked by teammates, rallied around. And a little bit, I think, just in general, Iowa State's kind of rallying around. Everybody's against us, you know. Everybody thinks we all we do is gamble and cheat and stuff like that, or whatever you want to call it. And so maybe it's just a rallying the whole thing. But I was actually pleasantly surprised by everything at, at Iowa State. They did look better. Now, maybe you and I will end up being not very good, but I think they're supposed to be pretty good. You know, they're not national championship contenders, but I think they're right behind North Dakota State and South Dakota State. And so they're a top 15 team in the country, probably of the FCS, you know, I would say, you know, if I had to make a guess, they'd finish, you know, middle pack of the Mac, you know, maybe a little bit lower than middle of the pack of the Mountain West where Utah State's from, but, you know, they could compete with some of those teams. You know, the quarterback, you know, played at Michigan State. You know, I mean, especially with all the transfer and everything, the FCS teams still have good players. They just don't have the depth. and But Iowa State – uh, you know, they had a pick six, which turnovers have been a big issue for them. They did not turn the ball over, which is a plus. They made a 56 yard field goal. They had a big punt return. You know, they've done they 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 corrected a lot of things that we needed them to correct. Now let's just see if we can do it against better teams because you and I is FCS.
1: Well, like we talked about last week, U and I is always that that team that scares me a little bit. <laughs> just because it's it's players I got told they weren't good enough to go to yep. Iowa State or Iowa. But, yeah, looking through the score, did the first play of the game I think was a pick six. Is that correct? Or
0: I, I, I'm not 100% sure because I wasn't in the game because I don't know if you heard about it, Treb, but there was a huge – I idea did, I was going to gonna... – I was – you know, it, we were in line for about probably 45
1: minutes. Um, we did not so get So what in happened there? there I, I saw the headlines, but I figured I'd let you explain it because I, I knew you'd know the details on it.
0: So the new thing is there's no paper tickets. And you couldn't even take a screenshot of your ticket. Like, you know, obviously it just comes to my phone or whatever. And then I used to be able to print it. Or you could just take a screenshot of it. And then you you all the people have a little gun thing that they click on your phone and go through. Well, you cannot do that now. I think that actually is a Ticketmaster rule. That's not an Iowa State rule. That you cannot take a picture of it now. Which speaking of Ticketmaster and all that. We've got a big day to, tomorrow, Trev. So picking yeah. out tickets. Yeah, Zach.
1: Well, he, so uh, so
0: he, he's doing a little it. bit he's, off. Go t- ahead. Go ahead. A little bit go off ahead. topic here. But so if we take ticket, if we get tickets to like, say, Minnesota, that's not going to affect my Iowa tickets, right? Like I can get more in one place, hopefully.
1: From my understanding, it's a he's doing some of the venues that he's playing at have to go through ticket. Right.
0: Right. But I'm just saying, and then general. the other
1: ones are going through. I don't, I don't believe so. I just saw, I don't have Twitter, but I saw he tweeted and someone posted on TikTok that he said everybody was upset last year. So he's like, I'm just doing both. There's yeah, going to be are. some Ticketmaster and there's going to be some AXS. But as far as I know, because I signed up for uh, like a dozen different right.
0: Me uh, too. locations, and there I started getting a pre-saw. Different,
1: different times.
0: Like the Iowa mm-hmm. one is until noon here, but I yep. think the Minneapolis one is at 10. Or maybe even nine.
1: Yeah, it's it's earlier, yeah, the yeah. Minneapolis one is. So, yeah, it's a little bit – I don't I don't know exactly. I just know I got my codes like everybody else yeah. did, I guess. And I tomorrow morning when those – My credit going, card may I guess, not like me tomorrow. I'm just going to buy them all, and then we'll figure it out later. Yeah, that's what – I think Owen and Tara and Brett are doing the same thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think we all to, need to buy it as many as we can,
0: and then we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, for the, like, Des Moines, Minneapolis, Omaha – uh he's playing out here in Denver which I'm yep, going to try to get tickets I, for that I put in for that one too so
0: cuz it's so, in the summer
1: I can get out there so yeah I think it's June it's going to be at, at the Broncos stadium but yeah I, that that's going to be a little bit weird tomorrow we'll, we'll figure that out but I guess going back to the yes. Iowa State deal
0: so you couldn't do that so you had to put them and then cell service has always been an issue at Iowa State I will say this they did figure that out I had perfect cell service all game I could finally look at other scores I could text Because the last two or three years, when you walk into the stadium, your phone is essentially useless. But they did figure that out. So they encourage you to put it in the Apple wallet. Now, I had always, I had done this. This isn't new to me. Put it in your Apple wallet. And when you get up there, you know, I have four tickets. And it was my dad, Tyler, and one of Tyler's friends. So I just went there. You click it four times and you go on. But I guess some spots were having trouble with it. And then obviously some of the people did not do it correctly. So there was a huge line all over.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the beauty and the and the not so beauty of technology, it it'll get better, but it's like you said, people have to figure out how to do it correctly. And then you gotta make sure that the the guns that they're using and the Wi-Fi and the servers and are this, all. This was up and not going. there was
0: no gun or anything. It was like post I mean it was like permanently up on the thing, and you just put it on there. And then here's some of the issue, and then this is just the reality of the situation. The people trying to help you are, you know, the the security people. Well, I don't know how many of you know this, but it is essential. Mo- a lot of them are baseball, like junior college baseball teams. They're doing it for a fundraiser, and so these these people have no idea. They don't go to Iowa State. They're not Ames. You know, I saw Swix bus. I'm so so I'm sure southwestern community college's baseball team or softball team or some team was up there doing that. They're doing it for money because that's how they fund their program you know um indian hills has done that baseball they actually got in trouble because they were doing that and some of the players were not from the country and they couldn't work and you know it was kind of a weird weird visa deal there but that's who's working those things and that, they they do the same thing they're doing the parking they're doing everything so they are just college kids essentially they are working for free they're co- they're working to get for the, help their program to fund their program. So they don't have to pay as much. So that is a lot of the problem too, is they don't know how to help because they really don't know either.
1: Yeah. Like you said, they're, they're just up there to help make their school money, raise funds, and all that type of stuff. And, and you can tell anytime you've been to a big sporting event concerts, you you can tell when you go to parking or security or all these different checkpoints, you can tell that some of the folks really don't know what's going on. No, or you care can just tell by the way are. you look at them or care. <laughs> and, and then some of them do. Uh, yeah. I mean, so you can I can tell I know exactly like the, what you mean though. And
0: then the other thing, it was 95 degrees. It was hot. That does yep. not help. That does not help things.
1: Everybody's angry and impatient and hot. Yep. So that's a, a bad recipe right there.
0: Yep. And I know, and I haven't listened to it yet, but today on Murph and Andy, Jamie Pollard was on there and we got an email. Um, season ticket holders and, and everybody got it. We got an email from Jamie Pollard um, Sunday apologizing. And, you know, saying it'll be better. Um, I haven't read or I haven't heard what he said today. He was going to talk about it on Murphy and Andy, and I usually listen to that. But we had a golf tournament today, so I wasn't able to listen as much today. So I haven't got to that
1: yet. Well, no, hopefully that gets that gets figured out. And just going back to the game, I didn't see it, but I, I did notice two things that stuck out to me. Obviously, they got the win. That's that's all you want, uh, especially against you and I. I'll let you speak to this third down efficiency was two eleven, and then nine penalties for 81 yards. I I assume those are two things you want to see cleaned up going into next week. Yeah.
0: You know, the game was really never in doubt, you know? So, I mean, they were very vanilla and they, in the second half, especially very, there was cramping and it was hot and they were playing all kinds of players. I mean, you could see there was people out there that probably won't see the field again. So that some of the penalties, and then, yeah, you know, a little disappointing. I think, I, you know, when we get to the Iowa game here in just a few minutes, they're going to be just as disappointed. But, yeah, 2 of 11 on third down, they couldn't run the football, you know, consistently. Now, overall, in the, over the course of the game, they averaged almost five yards a carry. But I think when it really came down to it in the second half, when they were trying to just run the football, they didn't. They were not able to, and that's a little bit concerning. But offensive line has been a big issue for years and years, and and I know across the state, um, it's the same issue, and that's probably their biggest issue right now as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a warm weekend. Um, any any last positives you, you took from the game? Obviously, you mentioned that you know Deckers probably had the talent, but maybe it wasn't the most well liked in the locker room. You got Rocco coming in um any any other standouts real quick that you want to mention um, or things that you think are going to be good for for next week's game
0: yeah i mean the d-backs are good really really good i mean you and i and uh, you and i their quarterback like led the fcs in passing was offensive player of the year he looked he couldn't you know there was a few picks um helps one of the first plays of the game is a pick six i mean that rattles you from the start um but the defense is good, which it, we expected. Um, D lyman Dominic Orange out of Kansas City area absolutely destroyed their center m- multiple times. Um, you know there were there were a little bit more exotic uh, blitz packages. You know their corner came off one time and got a sack. So defense very very positive. Offense obviously you're just trying to get through. You know a- as much as everybody hates it. Matt Campbell wants to play like Kirk Ferentz. The problem is, is, Iowa State's special teams have not been as good, but their special teams were pretty good on Saturday. Actually, Iowa State's punter is averaging more yards per punt than uh, Tory Taylor. Just one.
1: There you, go. Get there you go. There you go. That's no, you got to. Um, we'll we'll see if that last throughout the season, but yeah, it um, won't.
0: But for one week,
1: it is. For one week, no. Like you said, it's it's an improvement, and again, just just get past you and I. It's a scary team to play. And I know most years, Iowa and Iowa State should beat them. But you just never know how they're going to come into that yeah. game. But you got the W, 1-0, and that's all you need going into to Hawk week. And did you want to get into a little recap of the Iowa-Utah yeah. State game? You know,
0: obviously, I, I watched the beginning of it. It started at 11 o'clock. Um, and, and, you know, just in general, started out great. Absolutely. I, I would say the first quarter was almost perfect. Went down and scored first pass play for a touchdown since 1991, you know, that's well past Kirk Ferentz even. Um, and, you know, they scored another one. I think they were up 14 nothing pretty much right away. And then, you know, I don't think, I don't remember what time I kind of stopped paying attention or whatever. I had friends come over, but I didn't really watch much after that. But essentially it was a stalemate from then on out. And, you know, just, offense kind of looked the same Cade McNamara's not mobile right now he's not healthy I don't care what anybody says and I know we got friends here that just um you know can't let it go but I called it he's hurt and he's not 100% and he won't be 100% and it's hurt he's hurt worse than they're letting on I don't care what anybody says I I stand by that and I think from the highlights I saw and from the people I listened to um he's not 100% and he's more like Petrus. Um, in the movement category than they would love like to. Now, obviously, he's a better thrower and just a better player than Petra. so he is better. But that little bit of escapability that he has shown is not available to him right now.
1: For the most part, I'd agree. He he showed me everything I needed to see, and you're right, he is hurt. There's no doubt about it, but um, the simple, the layup passes, passes to the flats, even on passes that weren't completed, the ball was where it was supposed to be. Right. So I I saw enough out of Cade to know yeah. that our passing game is going to be vastly yeah. improved. He doesn't and throw it in the dirt and he
0: doesn't airmail. Doesn't he's not throwing
1: the dirt. Nope. And he doesn't airmail. He, air he mail puts a, he had one questionable throw which I'll take one a game. Yeah. Taking a chance, but it's it's a night and day difference over Petrus. Now the problem is our passing game is going to be vastly improved I think throughout the year even if he's yep. dinged up which he is. But, but the problem is is okay what's our running game like cuz it right. doesn't look good. No, they and only so, have,
0: they only average they average less than three yards of carry, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and the offense, if our line passing is,
1: game is good and we can't run, then it really doesn't make much of a difference, right?
0: No, no I mean, unless you're going to go four and five wide and spread them out and just throw it every time, but that's not Kirk Ferentz.
1: No, well, that's not Iowa. We we got to be able to run the ball, so our passing game may be vastly improved, which I think it's going to be. I, I saw everything I needed to out of yep, him.
0: I agree. I mean, he's got every throw in the book. He's like I said, he he could. And I think that's why he played. He's still better at 70, 80% than they've had for years. I mean, you could say, you know, obviously before Petrus, Nate Stanley couldn't really move, had a cannon, but he was mm-hmm. kind of sometimes their touch passes and stuff were a little bit iffy. Now he made some critical passes. I remember watching him at Iowa state in that rain delayed game. that was, you know, I ended up winning by one and we ran in to each other there, but there was a third or fourth down and 15 about, I would say. And he threw just a dime over the middle for about 25 yards and made it. Like I said, I, it was either third down or fourth down. And it was a big, big play um, to keep that, give them a chance. And, and he threw the ball, you know, way better than Peters did, but he couldn't move either. He was, he was an automatic, uh, you know, quarterback sneak deal. Cause he was huge. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, McNamara is night and day better, a better quarterback than Spencer Petras, and so they're, yeah. they're going to be better just in general because he's a better quarterback.
1: Yeah. So that that part was was good, but then again, the run game we got to pick up the run game, and then the other two were seven penalties is too many, especially when you're playing at home. That just that's yep. too that's we got to cut that down. And then the defense gave up four plays of twenty plus yards, and then the special teams had a punt blocked. Yep. So I'm I'm going to give the defense and the special teams a benefit of the doubt just because they've shown themselves over the yeah. years that I they'll mean, get it figured out. Yeah. LaVar Woods it,
0: and Phil Parker, they get a pass.
1: They get a pass, but if it continues in Iowa state and into big 10 play, then yeah, we're and looking you at Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Cause it, we can't just be pretty good at passing, can't run. And then our defense and special teams is average. But those defensive special teams still have to be elite. And if we can be okay at running and I guess, okay. Or above, okay. At, at passing, we should be pretty good, but if those problems go into an in Iowa State where we're giving up big plays, penalties, can't run, uh, special teams maybe isn't buttoned up, we'll, we'll lose the game.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's going to come down to,
1: you know, the game could be a lot like last year where
0: it's, you know, 10 to 9, you know, one team's driving and who makes a mistake or who, you know, misses a field goal. You know, one the one mistake Iowa State had on special teams, they had bad snap on an extra point. Now it didn't matter, but obviously in a 10 to nine game or something like that, those little things matter punt blocked, you know, down in a ball. You know, one thing that I was great at is down on a ball inside the five yard line, make Iowa state go 95 yards. Or if Iowa state could do the same thing in reverse, um, you know, a fumble at the goal line, which both teams had last year. And Iowa state was able to drive that 95 yards and to the touchdown. That's how they won the football game.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be something like that that, you know, Iowa can't be going into to Jack Trice with big penalties, giving up big plays and being sloppy, especially when our quarterback, like you said, he's hurt clearly. And even though he's hurt, he's still better than Petrus was. But, you know, we there's not a lot of room for error, I would say. I right. still think Iowa probably gets it done. But I was going to ask you, do you I know before the season, you thought I would win the game. But are you changing your mind on that at all? Or are you still sticking with it's-
0: it's it's much closer. I, I was pleasantly surprised at how good Iowa State was. Now, obviously, it's the first game, but I've seen you and I, I've, I've in person, I've seen you and I beat Iowa State. I've seen you and I give Iowa State everything. You know, it was, and like I said, this game was just a cakewalk. It really was. The game was was actually kind of boring. I mean, and and in a good boring because it was they had the lead, and it was no issue. Um, But it was, you know, you hate this this kind of boring Iowa State was in control the entire time, and that hasn't always been the case. So, and like you said, a little bit surprising, Iowa struggle. I I use that word very, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but struggled in special teams and defense. And I think it's just they've set such a high bar that when they don't meet that high, high bar, um, it just looks a little bit off but I still think they're very, very good. Um, and I didn't see it, but I, I heard Cooper Degene, DeGene uh, dropped maybe a pick six or something. So it could have swung a little bit, you know, if that play
1: it, happens. Good, good chance. It would have been a pick six. And he, he had a pretty good look at it. So he, he definitely wants that one back, but right. uh, we did get an interception and you're right. The the bar for defensive special teams is probably a little bit higher than for most teams. So when they're off, it, it worries us, but yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by the passing game, and fingers crossed that the defense and special teams gets back to where they should be, which they normally are. So I'm giving right. them a, I'm giving them a one game pass there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would be the same. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a field goal game. I think just whoever makes a mistake, you know, and and that's what the spread is three and a half. I think last I looked, mm-hmm. and depends what book you're looking at. Um, so I, I'm it's right there. I would have said seven to ten points before. Last Saturday, I was favored, so it definitely did shrink a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a heck of a football game. It would be really fun on Saturday.
1: And I saw – you correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw on Facebook President Trump was going to be at the game. Yeah,
0: that's what – So it might be even
1: tougher to get in. I don't don't know. That's not – a little bit of that is – I'm
0: really glad that I'm going to go up there Friday night. Our camper is already there. We left it there. So we're just going to go up in the truck, park – And we don't have to move till Sunday. And it's it's really, you know, it's really, really nice not have to worry about sitting in traffic or where you're going to park. Like, you know, Zach said they're leaving at six. I've done it. I've done it many, many times. You know, we Mm -hmm. just got the camper last year. So, I mean, this is a new thing for us, but it's just super, super nice just not having to worry about things. You can sleep, take a shower if you want. You know, you have the food there. You got a fridge cold. You don't have to worry about ice. Just, well, you know, how how nice was it at Hunterland just to be able to do certain things? Um, you know, like this last week it was really hot. So if you wanted to sit in the air for ten minutes, go sit in the air yep. for ten
1: minutes. Yeah, I had to do that once at Hunterland. Yeah, when I, was, I had to go inside and sit in your camper for about ten minutes because I was I was starting to overheat a little bit. So it is it is nice, and you're right to to know all your stuff is up there, parked, ready to go, and all you got to do is just get up there. That's a lot less stress to worry about
0: yep yeah and then you know i have friends over we're we're in the haunted forest and then not right next door there is, is a true rv village and we have friends over there mark willett and mark Steck, and and you know this other people here you know jeff kelderman they're all from oskalusa there that we'll go over and see and then we have friends from otomo that are that are just three campers down from us and so it's just nice and then you meet new people and and that's another great thing and like my son and his friend last night on Friday night, these two, oh, I would say college kids, maybe just out of college, they played football, they played bags, you know, I think they were kind of bored. They were, they were, they smoked a pig, but an entire pig. I don't know if I, sh- I shared that picture with you, Trev, but like a 90 pound pig in the smoker. And so they were up all night taking care of that and everything. So they were, I think they were just, they kind of bored or whatever, so. The boys and then they they played and they i mean it was like 11 30 12 o'clock by the time uh the kid you know 11 year old boys are going to sleep so they were tired on saturday and sunday <laughs> but but that's no, what that's it's about. good yeah i mean that's what it's about just having fun and playing and and stuff like that and that's what you love to see
1: yeah your boys and his friend get to meet some some older guys play catch play bags whatever i mean that's yep. you know when you're young like that you always look up to the older guys anyway so you right. think it's cool when they come by and, and hang out for a few minutes and throw the ball around and, and do whatever but yeah spoken a pig for that long they probably were bored and needed to uh need to get out and yeah I
0: guess they had to they had to add stuff to it every 45 minutes all night long.
1: Yeah, probably working in shifts then the better they yeah, both yeah, they to had, stay up all night <laughs> they
0: had a camper and stuff there but one guy was uh put a little mattress down just right beside the smoker and a blanket and a pillow, and he's like, I'm not even going in the camper. I'm just sleeping here, and I have my alarm every 45 minutes,
1: and just get up, do it, and go right back. Well, that's one way to do it. It's the quickest way, I guess. Yeah. So, All right. Well, I think
0: that's uh, enough Iowa State. Kind of go through the rest of the college football. Number one story, and we talked about this last week, Deion Sanders goes into TCU and beats – TCU with Colorado, and we called this. If they lose, it's going to be an underreaction, and if they win, it's probably going to be an overreaction. Before we get into this, do they win this week against Nebraska? Yes or no?
1: Uh, I think the wise play is to take Nebraska, but I'm I'm buying into Dion and his team. Yeah, I,
0: I, that that isn't the question. They beat Nebraska. It's just a win or loss. They yeah. a win or lose. They're going to Nebraska. I'm going to take Nebraska. Colorado. I just think. It's just a little bit too much too soon. He is. He is proving people wrong, and, and when we talked about that, it's a disrupt. He's a disruptor, you like him or not. Like I said, the only thing I don't like is it's all about Dion. It's not about Colorado. But. It is that's him. I remember him in 1989 playing for Florida State, and it was about Dion then. It was Neon Dion, and then it was prime time. You know, I mean, it was just. It's always been about him. I mean, even on his Colorado shirt, on his on his uh shoulder or bicep, it says, you know, primetime or what Dion or whatever it is. I mean, he has it on the clothing even. But that's what they're. I have a I have a, I have a Prime Time shirt, by the way, yeah. and that, and that's what they're. <laughs> when they hired him, that's what they were getting. You know, they they got they were getting him just as much as a new football coach. I don't know if he's a good football coach or not, but he's on all these commercials, but his teams win. He won at Jackson State. He, the team, Jackson State last year beat Florida A&M 58 to three. He left that same team, lost at Florida A&M this year by a lot. Now he took a lot of those players with him and he goes and wins in a 21 point, you know, underdog first game. Still a hard road to right road to climb because it is one week. Now he's got to do it every week. He's got to play Nebraska. You think about their schedule at TCU against Nebraska. Then I don't know who they have, but then they're gonna go.
1: So they have a chance, a chance to go three and oh. And I know maybe you weren't asking that, but that's what people are starting to ask out here now. And it it is realistic now, whether it happens or not, we'll see. But Nebraska and Colorado State are winnable games oh, after absolutely. what they showed on Saturday.
0: And then the Pac 12 for being the last year of the conference, 13 and 0. I mean, they haven't lost yet. I mean, that's but unbelievable.
1: But the Pac 12 is
0: very good this year. That's, uh,
1: I we, saw some. We knew that.
0: We picked that. They've got a lot, a lot of good quarterbacks.
1: Mm-hmm. They do. So it, it'll be, you know, even if they get to five or six wins this year for Colorado. It's a huge um, win. It is a huge win, but I've heard he's put together one of the best staffs. And then I forget if we talked about last week, but when Irvin Meyer came out and said that he went and, and watched practice there. And when he left, he was blown away. He, he said they were a lot better than he, than he thought they would be. So I, I, I put a pretty good sized bet on them to cover the, mu- or cover the 21 point spread. I did not have the guts though, to pick a money line. I almost did it, but I, I couldn't pull the, I couldn't do it. I, I, I uh, wussed out on that one, but yeah. it was his his son uh and that travis hunter i mean th- those two are electric players and i mean well that's his... what
0: you know obviously his son was going to go play for him and oh, so yeah. he he didn't get recruited by everybody 100 full press obviously they all in, inquired about him but I think everybody knew he was going to play for his dad. So, you know, they didn't put the full court press on him. And obviously, Travis Hunter was. He the number one recruit in the country. Mm-hmm. So there's two big-time recruits that are playing for him. Like, you know, Travis Hunter was number one player in the country. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he showed it. So he has players. Now, one of the reasons he has players is he is Deion Sanders. He is the only college football coach that can wear a gold jacket into a living room. And every time he wins, he can walk into more and more living rooms. And who wouldn't want to play for that guy? Because he can get – all these guys' dream is to go to the NFL. He knows what it takes. He's been there, done that. And that's all that everybody wants.
1: And the NFL coaches trust him. So, yeah, they they know if, if Dion says you can play, the NFL coaches will they'll take his word on that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he worked for the NFL Network for years and years there. So, all right. Well, we need to uh, take a break here, and we'll come back to finish uh, Dion and a, a couple other up. If you want the new Morgan You Asked For koozie delivered to your mailbox, please give us a five-star rating and review on your podcast player. Screenshot the picture of it and email it to me. The email address is Morgan you Asked for Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. All right, welcome back to the next hat, next part of Morgan You Asked For podcast. Trevor and Ryan here. You know, just finishing up the Deon Sanders. You know, he you know, just has the clout and, you know, another thing is the authenticity, you know, all coaches have a huge ego, you know, I'm going to use Brian Kelly and we're going to get to them next year as an example, you know, he's an arrogant kind of whatever. And when he went to LSU, he tried to talk with that Southern accent and it just kind of seemed fake. You know, he's doing that, going around that recruit with the circle, you know, whatever looked really weird, you know, trying to be cool, trying to do what, you know, the cool thing to do. But that's not him. He's trying to be that. That is Deion Sanders. That was him when he was a player. That's been him when he was an analyst. That's him now as a coach. You know, the big chain, the sunglasses, you know, just everything. That is him. So you know, if he was all buttoned up in a suit and, and he he wore a suit a lot, you know, when he they used to walk into games when he was on, you know, the NFL pregame show and and everything else like that. So he can do that when that's expected of him. But well, now he's in charge. He's going to wear a sweatshirt. He's going to wear his big chain out and wear his earrings. But you look at that, you know, rookie card of him. He's wearing that same stuff in 1989, 30 years ago. He hasn't changed. It's him. It's it's authentic. It's him. So people can buy into that. And they don't have to like it, but I think they understand that's how he is. If you want to be part of that, then go with him. If you don't want to be part of it, then you're not going to Colorado and you don't want to be part of it, go somewhere else. Go to Nick Saban. He just does it the other way. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's the way I see it is. He's authentic in that way. If I tried to act like that, I'd look like a fool. But I'm not him.
1: No, he, he is authentic, and he's going to get a lot of recruits that way. He even said it afterwards, uh, Tuesday, um, or what? Or excuse me, on Monday he did some some press conferences on shows, and he's like, "Listen, skill possession or skill people were all set. We just need the O line and D line." Mm-hmm. And he said to the camera, so he's he's still recruiting the big guys because he knows he oh, needs no. them. But yeah. but he. That Travis Hunter guy that played 140 some snaps both ways, that's insane. But I love that.
0: You can't do do that every week, all week, I don't think. Um, I don't think so
1: either, but we're going to find out.
0: We're going to find out, and that is Dion and Colorado program saying we are going to do everything we can to win right now. They know they don't have time. In the transfer portal, you don't have time to wait. Football used to be when you, when you went and took a new job, you had four or five years. Let your recruiting classes get through. It doesn't work that way anymore. One, two years, you better have it fixed. Because like he said, like it or not, he has an entire new roster. These are all his guys. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, an entire new roster. And then he spoke about two. They only had six penalties for being a brand new team on the road. That's pretty impressive. So I I did like what I saw, and going back to your original question, who's going to win? I, I know the smart play is probably Nebraska, but to see the way the kids believed in them, I just feel like maybe that, that stadium here in Boulder is going to be insane. I can't wait to see the scene. Oh, yeah. um, And that's a
0: great place. I've been there multiple times. It's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's a very unique stadium, and with all the tr- traditions they have, it's a little bit older stadium, but it's really cool. It's going to be an electric crowd. I do think they're going to pull another one out for them. And if they do, then I I think three and oh is in sight. Then once they start getting into conference play, that's when things are going to start to change a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll be exciting no matter what. Um, Now that's, you know, kind of getting, you know, we hit on Brian Kelly there, but LSU, Florida State, really the game of the weekend on paper, you know, top two, top 10 teams in Orlando. So, you know, one of those neutral site but the only good, you know, it didn't feel neutral side It felt like a Florida state home game, you know, LSU looked in control in the first, I don't know. Did you watch the game, Trevor?
1: I did. I, yeah. I watched most of the first half and through the third quarter. And then, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That, so
0: you watched the game. So, you know, first half back and forth, LSU had chances drove up and down and couldn't get the touchdown in, And that came back to bite them right in the ass. And, uh, let Probably Florida should State, take it some field goals. Yep, let Florida State hang in, hang in. And then at halftime, it switched. And it switched fast, and it switched in a hurry. And I was listening to some people talk about this today, maybe yesterday. But I remember I was watching with my dad. And I said, Dad, are you watching this? This is a different football game than what we watched today. You know, it was, it was uh, those two teams can play. And they've got different athletes than Iowa and Iowa State. I don't care what anybody says. Those two teams would kill Iowa State and Iowa just on athleticism. it's it's not the same game. And when Georgia plays, it's not the same game. Alabama, you know, those teams are different. And you could see it. And then in the second half, Florida State made LSU look kind of silly. And I don't know, Florida State looks really, really good. I I was not ready for them to be this good right away. And, again, maybe we're all going to overreact. It's one week. LSU might not lose another football game, play in the playoff, win the national championship. That could happen. There, there's no doubt. My, they're good enough. But a little disappointing. I I like LSU. I like Florida State, too. I grew up – Florida State was my – Deion Sanders, you know, kind of getting mm-hmm. back to it. Nine years old, Deion Sanders was awesome. And I kind of secretly like Florida state growing up, you know, nineties, they never were outside of the top five every year playing for a national championship contender miss field goals against Miami every year. So they could never get yeah. there, but one of the
1: missed field goals between oh, them, yeah, them wide and Miami ride, was wide back left. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, just, they couldn't do it. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously they finally won a couple there at the end of Bowden and then with uh, Jameis Winston. So they've won a few cents, but yeah, Florida State might be back. Um,
1: I hope so. I'd love to see it.
0: Yeah, they look really, really good. And then kind of on the other end of the spectrum, top 10 team Clemson wants to get back up onto that mountain. They kind of dropped a little bit. They are not where they were. And Duke put it to them. Kind of the same thing. First half, mistake, mistake, mistake. They had a lot of mistakes. And then... You know, I, I respect, I think it was Tom Luganville that was on the sideline. He's a recruiting guy. Um, that's kind of how his background and everything. And he just kept talking at how Duke's athletes were just as good as Clemson's in that game. I don't know if you watched that game last night, Trevor, but.
1: I, I watched parts of it.
0: I was just super surprised. And when you watch them, he's not wrong. Duke was athletic and awesome. Again, maybe overreacting as one game, but Clemson's dynasty might be in trouble right now. And I'm just surprised at that. And Dabo was one of the big ones against NIL and all that kind of stuff. And maybe he's not playing that game. The other people are maybe Clemson doesn't have the donors and boosters and backers that other teams have. And, you know, they just, you know, they're not winning a national championship anytime soon with those players, I don't think.
1: No, that, I heard a lot of that today, that uh, Dabo has not been big in the NIL right. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you wonder if you wonder if this is kind of their fall from grace. They had a really good run with Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and now it, it just might be coming to an end. Still going to be a good program. right? Uh, they're not going to fall off the map, but they're not going to be that top four or five team year in and year out that we kind of expect, right. I don't think.
0: I agree. I mean, that's, you know, just kind of looking here, I, I'm on ESPN, um, you know, Duke and Colorado both enter the top 25 Florida state goes up to number four, you know, just kind of, you know, and a lot of ups and downs and, you know, Clemson still ranked, Iowa dropped out, you know, Clemson is not going to go from number nine to nothing, you know, right out of the way. Obviously I was 25, mm-hmm. um, didn't play real well dropping one spot. It's not a big deal. Unfortunately, just drops them out of out of the top
1: twenty-five. Yeah. I I could care less right. for one week. I mean, yep. Whatever. The the rankings are they will work themselves out. Yeah. It is always
0: nice to have that number by your name because the other thing that happens is at the bottom of the screen on ESPN when it scrolls through the college.
1: Uh easy you know, to keep track of.
0: It's it's one of the top ones. You know, obviously, yep. you know, they do top twenty-five and then they go to the conferences and stuff like that. So it is good for those things, and yeah, when they talk, when Lee Corso and Urban Meyer and all them talk about it, it has the number twenty-five next to your name or twenty, whatever it is. So, it is a for that reason, it's good. But overall, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Iowa can get the victory this week, yeah, I would be think right they back might in, yep. be right back in it, but. You know, like I said, if, if they get to ten plus wins in the regular season, like I think they yep. can, then it'll all work itself out. But you're right; it, it, it is nice to have that number beside your your team's logo right. there on the TV and everything, because it it just adds a little bit. And going back to Colorado real quick, twenty two are they ranked? Um, i think we click on it real quick here. But top twenty five, yes. And you know, you know, they did that. They want the TV ratings. Oh
0: yeah, same. Yep, yep.
1: yep. It's it's all about the TV ratings for that game. Ranked Colorado yep. primetime. Versus Duke's, Duke's
0: twenty one, Colorado's twenty two.
1: So yeah, 22. so they're building that one up, and, and they should. And
0: that's the AP, you know. So
1: it'll get a big rating that game. Well, whoever wins, but yeah, um, good good first weekend for college football. Just glad to see it back on. Like I said, Saturday, I'm outside about ninety minute nap. I, I I watched football from the very beginning until the last oh, yeah. game at night, which was uh, Wyoming and in Texas Tech. I did
0: not watch that <laughs> game, but I guess it was. Um, You know, Wyoming was up uh, 17 to – or uh, Texas mm-hmm. Tech was up 17 to nothing right away and then obviously lost in double overtime.
1: Yeah, and that's a game that, you know, normally I may or may not really care about, but on the first weekend I, I sat there and watched it and had a great night. Just really glad football's back on, and I oh, think yeah. everybody is at this point. Yep, absolutely.
0: Like we talked about, you know, if I wasn't going to the games and stuff like that, I could very easily sit at my couch – from 11 a.m. to 1.30 in the morning or whatever that last game is. Um, yeah, I think Hawaii and whatever played at 9 o'clock yeah. or whatever. I mean, so, yeah, it wasn't over till well after midnight here in Iowa.
1: Yeah, really, really good first week of uh, college football. And I think now do we want to get into some, some NFL stuff?
0: Yep. Uh, obviously, NFL kicks off Thursday. Kansas City and Detroit. A little bit of a scare today for Kansas city, Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee, um, questionable for the game on Thursday. Uh, again, you know, I'm kind of here on ESPN, the headline, I'm just going to read it to you here. Chiefs believe Kelsey's ACL intact sources say, so that's never a good thing when you're talking about, um, you know, just a couple days before your, your season. And, uh, you know, just kind of reading the headline here. Kelsey has inflammation in his knee, and the Chiefs will test it again Wednesday to determine his availability for the NFL season opener on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I don't see him playing in that game. No, I don't and
0: either. He, There's no point in it.
1: No point that. That's, he ate him for week five and six and 18 in the playoffs. You know.
0: Yeah. You think, know, this is This is one of the big differences in the NFL and college is you can lose three, four games, and you're still fine you do not have to go 18 and zero. no, you fact, don't fact really people don't want to, because then it just gets pressure and pressure and pressure. Um, So, and did they lose the first week last year? Or was it the second week they lost Indianapolis
1: second week? I, I don't think yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have ever lost a home opener together.
0: Okay. Yeah. But I they lost so. an early one last year that killed everybody yeah. survivor. You know, that was yeah, the, their... the
1: Colts. Yep. Yep. And that's the NFL for you. It, Yep. Even the Chiefs can go lose to a terrible team, you know, early yep. in the season or anytime for that matter.
0: Right. And, and again, they, they won a Super Bowl and hosted a playoff game. So that game, again, did not matter. So, mm. um, yeah, it's one of those, you know, kind of as we talked about with Cade McNamara, do you play him just to save him for later on? Cause again, could have won that game. Now, I will say this it was 24 14. Maybe they don't win that game without McNamara that way it worked out. So maybe they did need to. Um, but I don't think they need Travis Kelsey um, weeks one through five. They need him weeks six through 18.
1: Yeah, no, they, they need him for the, the second half of the season in the playoffs. Yep. So, if I at first I heard two to four weeks. We'll see. Yep. Andy Reid didn't seem too shook up about it in his press nope. conference, which nope. is a good Said sign. Next, next guy okay. in,
0: we'll go, and yep, they'll be fine.
1: But they, they could be without uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones in that game, most likely. So that that game gets a little bit more interesting, I think, and we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. when I'm going to do some NFL line, yeah. Picks even before
0: Chris Jones, even if he's signed between now and then, I just don't know if you can play him. He hasn't had any practice, anything.
1: That's how you're going to get hurt, I, I think. Yeah, you maybe you maybe give him ten snaps or, right. or something, right? You know, limited time right. just to get a few few hits in there. But yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one, and it's I'm glad it's back. This is it's a weird NFL season.
0: Absolutely. So do you want to talk the NFL then do your quarterbacks or you want to do your quarterbacks then talk the NFL?
1: I I think let's get the quarterbacks out of the okay. way.
0: Yep. Since we already okay. you kind of already have that. That's established.
1: And you then probably, we'll end you with have our final four them. like we always do.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm just writing the numbers here. 16 through
1: one. So I'll I'll explain to people that maybe missed last yep. week's episode kind of how this works. Yep. And I'm go- rating all the uh all the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL this upcoming season. And this isn't fantasy rankings. If you want fantasy rankings, you can get on the Google and you can find all those all you want. This is kind of projecting what you've shown. Do I think you're going to take a big step forward or backwards? What's your team like? Who's your coach? What's your conference? Do you have an injury history? Just trying to factor in everything to see in who the best 32 quarterbacks this season are going to be. And last, last episode, Morgan and I went through 32 through 17 – and not going to recap them all, but just to give you the, the past few at number 20, I had Deshaun Watson. Number 19, I had Geno Smith. 18, I had Brock Purdy. And at 17, I had Russell Wilson making a little bit of a comeback, but not a not a major comeback under Sean Payton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, again, if you want to listen to the rest of those, go back and listen to last week's episode. That's uh, right towards the end. That's the last thing we did. So,
1: yep. So moving into the top half of the quarterbacks this year, I'm going to start at 16 here. I'm going to put Kenny Pickett. I'm not necessarily the biggest Kenny Pickett fan, but I love everything that he's got going on around him. Great coach, great weapons. And I, I think he set up for – he and the Steelers are set up for a really nice year. So I got Kenny Pickett right in the middle of the pack.
0: Do you think they keep that uh, over 500 streak alive?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm a believer in the Steelers this year, so – That's why I have him rated 16. If I didn't, I I would probably have him rated, you know, a little bit lower, of course. Uh, One spot ahead of him is Derek Carr for the Saints. I think he's going to have a nice year, but I don't know about his coach yet. His coach has, I think, been a head coach for four seasons, never had a winning one. Part of that goes back to he was at the Raiders. The Raiders have always been a mess, so maybe not his fault. But the Saints do appear to have a lot of talent on offense and the whole team, actually, so... I maybe should have him braided a little better, but we will uh, we will see how this goes. On to the next one. This is where the controversy, I think, is going to start. 14, I have Kirk Cousins. I think he takes a step back this year. They've gotten rid of some players. I believe it's his last year or two on the contract. There's rumors I think, I think the it Vikings. is his
0: last year on the contract.
1: Rumors that the Vikings are kind of looking toward the future. They They sort of peaked last year.
0: Yeah, they won every,
1: year. every 11 mm-hmm. one that Close went game. their way. They they went that way. 11 and no one-score games, and that doesn't happen ever.
0: And that's where kind of the same thing last year. TCU was that team in college football. You know, every one-score game, Max Duggan made a play, and they weren't able to make that play on Saturday and then, you know, lost the game, so, you know, Overall, that usually regresses towards the mean, so that means this year those bounces will go the other way. So I would agree that the Vikings aren't not. I think they went thirteen and four last year, I believe, I think, mm-hmm. um, or something very close to that. Yeah, yeah, much closer to five hundred this year, I believe. They're still, I, I think, they're so. still above average, but much. They're not going to be thirteen and four, ten and no, ten I, and seven, something like that.
1: That that's kind of where I'm thinking. So I, I I'd probably have Kirk a little bit higher you know, if, if I didn't think this was his last year. So I got him at 14. Uh, this next one, Zach will not like this. I got Dak Prescott at 13.
0: Well, he's going to um, get replaced by uh Trey Lance. So but you
1: know. I, I don't think that's going to happen necessarily <laughs> in, uh, in two years though. Uh, Jerry Jones might draft uh on though to play quarterback. Yeah, uh, that could happen. But I, I think with McCarthy calling the plays, uh, it that may not go as smoothly as everybody thinks. They're going to rely on Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn to be the running back tandem. Uh, Tony Pollard's never proven to be a bell cow, right. and Deuce Vaughn's a rookie. So And little. And little. And not that they can't be, but I, I'm not quite as sold on the Cowboys yet as everybody else is. I think they're going to be very good. They have all the talent. But if they don't establish a pretty good running game, or if Dak is worried about throwing interceptions or McCarthy can't get the plays in, I, I'd probably normally have Dak rate a few spots better, but I don't see it this year for the Cowboys and Dak. All right. All right. This will make Zach even happier at 12. Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, they gave him an 80 million, that four-year deal. Uh, I think they believe in him. I, I think Dable and the GM had to sign off on that. I think last year they were protecting him, cut down on the turnovers. I think here near two under Dayball, they're going to let it loose. And looking at their roster, they have Waller at tight end, who's going to be a mismatch as long as he stays healthy, and nice. Saquon. They might have the deepest wide receiving core in the NFL without having a true number one.
0: I'd say there's so if, no star, if, but they got a bunch of good ones.
1: A bunch of two threes and fours, so they have a lot of depth. And I think they're going to let Daniel Jones throw a lot of quick little passes, screens, let the receivers get yards after the catch. Um, so I'm expecting Daniel Jones to take a big leap because they gave him the money because of the coach he has. And I think they do have an improved offense. So, uh, they, they better hope he takes a leap with the contract they gave him. Yeah. And that that's kind of factoring into my decision to put him at 12. Moving down to 11, your boy, Justin Fields, another guy I'm expecting to take a big leap. Uh, they brought him in some new weapons, new offensive linemen, their defense should be a lot better. And we already know he can run. I right. mean, he came close to breaking the quarterback rushing record last year. So if he can develop into an average passer, cut down the turnovers, I don't see any reason why he can't flirt with the top ten and why the Bears can't go from being the worst team in the NFL to seven, eight, nine wins maybe. Yeah, that's,
0: that's that hurts my heart seeing – the ceiling of the team being seven, eight, nine wins, but it's realistic. Oh, it's progress, we're, Right. I mean, we were, we had the number one pick last year.
1: I don't know if wild card is necessarily realistic for him, but if, if Justin Fields plays like a 10, 11, 12 quarterback, wild card contention will be within their reach, I think, because he's so dynamic that there's going to be two or three games where he just takes over and runs and the defense has no answers. But right. what he has to What he has to get better at is just the everyday layup passes, easy completions. Sit in the pocket and deliver Mm -hmm. it on on time and where it needs to be. So I'm expecting Justin Fields to take a big leap, as you can tell, having him at 11. Yeah, that's high. It is high. And number 10, this one is the biggest boomer bust because of injury, but I have Tua Tungabaialoa. He's done some jujitsu training they were shown on the pat mcafee show that he got thrown down the other week in a preseason game and instead of getting slammed back and letting his head hit he kind of rolled on his butt and hips yep it's only one play if it but if it works it works who cares it doesn't right. matter
0: that those those martial arts and self-defense classes and stuff they do teach you how to fall i mean there is a um, mm-hmm. i had to take a karate class or something in college and that was one of the things is how to fall without hitting your head um so You know, that, you know, again, we saw that in the quarterback documentary on Netflix. Those guys do anything and everything to help them. So obviously someone got to him and, you know, one of his things is don't let his head smack the ground, which that would. (laughs) Everybody should do that. But obviously it's way more important for him because if he slams his head on the ground again, probably should be done, probably should be done anyway. But I'm not going to say that Um, it's his life. When you're an NFL quarterback and that's all you've ever wanted to do and be and you made it, it's hard to quit. When you can still play, you know, obviously there are certain injuries and stuff you really can't. But when you can still do it, um, it's hard to walk away.
1: Yeah, so I, I think uh he knows his career is on the line. Like you talked about, one more concussion or even probably two. The NFL is probably not going to let him play. Right. So he he wants to keep his career going. It's a contract year for him. They have a really good team. I think he's going to stay upright, and if he does, I don't necessarily know if he's a tenth best quarterback. But given all his surroundings, yeah, on that team, they should be good. um, I'm going to put two at ten. I'm I'm expecting a very big year out of Tua, so that's my bigger, you know, boomer bust type of yeah. He could play two games
0: and be done. So I mean, yeah, yeah. if if
1: if he gets a concussion week three, we might not see him till week eight, nine, ten. You know. So it's that that's a that's my most risky one probably because of injury, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get as we get into the top ten, I'm going to put Lamar Jackson at number nine.
0: What he's got co- a bunch of what, new weapons. How much money did he sign for?
1: I fr- I forget the exact amount off the top of my yeah. head, but a lot. It was a lot, yeah, a lot. Um, He got a heck of a deal. It, it took a little bit longer. There was yeah. there was a little bit of drama involved, but they got it figured out. Right. Ravens are a good run franchise. Uh He's got. Andrews at tight end, should have a good running game, good receivers on paper. Uh, Their defense probably isn't going to be as good as we normally expect out of the Ravens. But I still think Lamar, uh, given everything, is, is a top 10 quarterback, Yeah. even with the new OC coming in. All right, here might be a little bit of a surprise. Number eight, Josh Allen. I've got him taking a little bit of a dip this year. Ever since Brian has left, his turnovers have picked up. We've seen the drama with with Diggs going on where he had to be excused from camp and then he wasn't, and then he was back. Head coach came out and said he was very concerned, and then the next day he wasn't concerned. There's just a – Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, took a leave of absence or early retirement. Nobody really knows what happened there. There's just a lot of drama around Buffalo where if there wasn't this drama, I would have him rated better. Right. But – Getting, I still have him in the top 10, so it's not like he's just falling off the map. But I expect him to have a little bit of a regression year, uh, some ups and downs. But I, I think if, if they go on like a two-game losing streak, I could see Diggs freaking out, requesting a trade. There's already rumors out there that Diggs does want to be traded. He just hasn't made it into a big media deal yet. Right. And that's going to affect the quarterback. I don't care. So if it wasn't for all that, I'd have him rated better. But given all that, I'm going to put him at eight. My guy at seven, Jared Goff for the Lions. I,
0: he took a team to the Super Bowl.
1: Took a team to the Super Bowl. Last year, he was very good at home.
0: Was he the number one pick or was he number two? He was number one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Carson Wentz was number two. Yeah. So he's, he's got the experience. He's played in playoff games, been to the Super Bowl. He's been doubted. Um, now him and his offense coordinator, uh, Johnson, they he stuck around for another year because he thinks him and Jared Goff are building something special. They might or will have the best offensive line in the league, plenty of weapons. So I'm expecting Jared Goff to – he'll never get the love he deserves because he's kind of boring. Right. He's not really an outspoken character type of guy, and he plays in Detroit. But I think given uh, full season of games, I, I think Jared Goff is definitely a top ten quarterback this year. Yep.
0: I'm not going to argue that's that.
1: probably probably a big surprise there with that one, but he's boring, but he's damn good and damn efficient, and I, I think he'll be even better this year.
0: I'm I'm not going to argue that one. I think he's, he's way better than people give him credit for.
1: Agreed. I might have him a little high, but we'll we'll see as the year goes on. At number six, I I just think he's got a chip on his shoulder, and this is his last raw, sort of speak, as Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's motivated ever since he went to New York. Uh, he seems like a new guy going out on Broadway, hanging out with teammates. He just seems like a totally different person. And and that and that's fine. That only goes so far. You still got to play the games. And their offensive line is definitely an issue. But I think they'll work through it enough between Brees Hall, Cook, with the running game, uh, with their weapons, which are are pretty good. They're not great by any means. But I think that team believes they have a tough schedule. But if they can get through that first part of that schedule around 500 I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up some pretty damn good stats. And like I said, kind of his last hurrah here this year and maybe next.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, the Jets pretty much gave him what he wanted um, with, you know, bringing Lazard with him, Randall Kaa. I mean, just, you know, they let him kind of say who he wanted around him. And, you know, he took a pay cut to help that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're setting it up, giving it, they're giving it the best chance they can. They're, they they gave. They're doing the best they can. Now you now you just got to get on the field and, and prove it.
1: Yeah, if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you know you have one, two, maybe three years at most. So you better do what he wants because you only have him for a short period of time. So every, everything seems pretty good outside the offensive line. That that's a big issue. If that offensive line is terrible, then I probably have him rated a little too a little too high here. At number five, I have Jalen Hurts. Love everything about him. Played Alabama, got benched, didn't complain. Cheered on Tua, went to Oklahoma, was a second round draft pick. By all accounts, he's like an all time, like textbook leader guy that you want. Yep. And just, he's damn good at quarterback. Yeah, so just,
0: just always son of a coach, you know, went into Alabama and took the job as a freshman, then just got beat out by Tua. Sat for another year. He could have left, sat for mm-hmm. a year. Came in in the SEC championship game, won the game for him. You know, didn't whine and moan when he got benched in the national championship game the year before. Um, And then, you know, him and Saban and Lincoln Riley worked together to, you know, find the best place for him. Because he knew he needed to play. Saban's not Hmm. dumb. He couldn't keep him for two years. He was lucky to keep him for one more year. But, uh, you know, they worked together, got him to Oklahoma. Great. You know, second in Heisman, I believe. You know, so, I mean, just – and then second-round pick. I mean, obviously took his team to a Super Bowl in the second year. So, just everything – yeah, he's what you want in a quarterback. Just everything. He's big, he's strong, he can run, he can throw. Great leader. Yeah, I mean, top five all day long.
1: Yeah, he gets in the weight room with the guys. Uh, The only thing I really worry about – He lost as an offensive coordinator. Um, That's an issue for
0: the Eagles offensive and defensive coordinator, both left. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, a relatively young head coach, first time losing coordinators and stuff. And that happens when you're good. You know, when you're good, coordinators go get other jobs. So we'll see um, how that that goes. But uh, Hurts is good.
1: Cannot argue that one. No, I I love watching him play. Um, So – could even have him a little bit better. But I think five is a, a pretty mm-hmm. good spot. Uh, a guy I'm going to put ahead of him who's less uh, accomplished as far as wins is Justin Herbert. He gets a new offensive coordinator coming in from Dallas. I think they're going to let it open up the playbook more. Last year was a lot of dinks and dunks. And the, the Charger fans were just irate with the play calling last year. And so was I watching the, the handful of games that I did. It's like you got a, a thoroughbred back there. Quit yeah, making I mean- him dump it off every play.
0: We, we've talked about it. He When you draw a quarterback up, when you make him in, in Madden, when you make your player, quarterback is Justin Herbert. He's as close to it as you can get. I mean, he is the perfect quarterback. They're wasting him.
1: Yeah, they, and they are. So with a new OC coming in, Quentin Johnson, uh, if you're a fantasy player, their rookie receiver out of TCU, TCU, uh, they're saying he's a bona fide star already. And sometimes these teams – not all of them, but a few players here and there when they go into camp the first week, you, they just know. Right. And they said this Quentin Johnson from TCU is going to be a stud. So I think, I think Herbert's going to have a good year or well, a very good year. I should say the thing I worry about though is the chargers are the chargers and they do the, the same thing that chargers do our entire life is they always have these talented teams and they never quite live up to it. So that's, that's yeah, why but, I'm a little worried having him at four, but I believe he, he yeah, is at four it.
0: though they'll go 13 and four and lose in the first round. Just like, well, last year, I don't know what the record was, but they had a 25 point lead to Jacksonville or whatever it was and blew it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just what the Chargers have done in our entire lives.
1: Yep. No, exactly. So I do believe he's a top five quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I just don't know about his head coach and being a part I, of the Chargers. So. I, I don't know
0: if I'd even argue if he was a number two guy.
1: I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Argue. I mean, there would be some, you could make an argument for him. I, I would agree with that. Um, and as we move into our top three, obviously there's only a few guys left. I have Trevor Lawrence at number three. I think he takes yeah. a massive step this year. Uh, I think the last half of last year, he showed why he was the number one pick. He's got Doug Peterson, who's an NFL lifer. That comeback playoff one that they had versus the Chargers, who we just talked about, I think is just an ultimate boost. They went Honest. into Kansas City, and they they played okay. They didn't yep. get run out of the building.
0: Right. They did all right there for not supposed so, to be in there.
1: They weren't. I mean, So I think – I think Trevor Lawrence justifies himself as probably that third best quarterback in the league this year. I think he takes a big leap, especially with Calvin Ridley coming uh, back to being able to play who they traded for from the Falcons, got suspended a year for gambling. Um, so I, I'm putting Trevor Lawrence, at, I'm putting my trust in him at number three. All right. Number two. And then, yeah, the top two are pretty easy. Yep. Joe Burrow at two yep. um, until somebody else can supplant him. Uh, the only guy that can is Patrick Mahomes, so yep. I obviously have a number one. I I figured one and two would be the most boring, of course. Yep. But yeah, I got I have to keep Burrow at two until somebody can overtake him, and then just not spend a lot of time on it. Patrick Mahomes is number one. I I don't really think there's any argument.
0: His argument is if he's the number one of all time.
1: I mean that's Well, and he, I was, he's
0: he's starting to get into that conversation.
1: I was going to ask you that, and I see we got a few minutes here before we get to our next break and topic. So Zach and I were talking about this a while back. And I'll ask you, where would you put Patrick Mahomes all time in your all time rankings if you had to do it off the top of your head?
0: Just like today, like not career. Like he's only played six years
1: or number. is he top 10, top five?
0: He's a top five guy.
1: Same for me. He's in my top four and he might be number two already. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's what do you call, I mean, obviously winning. He every year he's been the starter. They have hosted the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Every year he's been to three. And, you know, lost one to Burrow and then lost one to Brady. So, you know, he lost one to the number two guy. And then Brady, even if he was still playing, would still be a top five
1: guy there. Yeah. And his – the record that he has by trailing by 10 points or more at half or going in the fourth quarter, whatever that is, he has like a winning record that everybody else has a losing record. So it's – that'll change over time, I'm sure. But he's just – I mean, if you tell me going in the fourth quarter – your team is leading by 21 points over the Chiefs. You don't feel safe. No. You, you assume they're going to come back. Yeah. I mean, there's,
0: and, you know, and and he's a little bit like Brady, where he's never had just a a stud, stud receiver. You know, when the year Brady did, they were undefeated till the Super Bowl. That, the, you know, when they had Randy Moss. Other than that, they always just had other guys and they had a good tight ends. And that's what, that's what, Mahomes
1: has. They Well, they had Hill for a while. Well, yeah. But they but, did trade him.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, they got the the Hall of Fame tight end, just like the Patriots, but they don't have Hall of Fame receivers.
1: This year especially, they don't, because I don't – it's going to be a, a cast of guys this year, I think. Uh And speaking of that real quick, just for – Justin Ross is a receiver to keep an eye out for the Chiefs. He played at Clemson. A yep. great receiver. He had a bunch of injuries. He made the uh, final roster. Andy Reid's going to keep seven receivers. If he can stay healthy, keep an eye out on Justin Ross, receiver for the Chiefs. It's unlikely that he stays healthy, but if he does, he could be a big-time player. All right.
0: Make a note of that. All right, so there is your 32 quarterbacks for the 2023 season. I got them wrote down, Trevor.
1: Any Any one or two stick out, good, bad, whatever?
0: No, I, I think you got um you know Josh Allen's probably too low. I mean I, I would I would move him up. Mm-hmm. Um I'd probably put him I'd probably put him at five head of hurts. That's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: You know. Um you could move Rogers up this career, you know. He might be the most gifted quarterback of all time. Of all the intangibles. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah, an as absolute far as throwing the ball, absolute cannon, and he can make all that he does the side. You know, Mahomes gets all this for side arms. Rogers does the same thing and did for a mm-hmm. long. He doesn't move like that anymore, and Mahomes won't when he's forty as well. Um, but he did those sidearm throws and crazy stuff, and Rogers and and I hate Rogers. I mean, think about what he did to the Bears over the course of his career there in, in Green Bay. Absolutely hate him, but he's really, really good. So, all right, we're going to need to take another break here and we will be back to finish up with our NFL picks. All right, welcome back here to Morgan the Asked For podcast. Last segment here. uh, Now we get to NFL, starts Thursday, Lions and Chiefs. We're going to make our picks. Trevor's going to pick the entire playoffs. I'm going to do the final four and go from there. And then Trevor will do his lines as picks uh on the spread uh for this week's nfl games so all right trev go ahead and start with your your playoffs picks i'm
1: gonna do all the playoff teams we're gonna start in the afc first and we're going to go through division winners afc west no surprise i have the chiefs afc south i have the jags afc north i have the Bengals. close and then the AFC East, this will be the first surprise. I have the Dolphins yep. winning the AFC East this year. And then as far as the three wildcard teams to follow in the AFC, I have the Steelers, Chargers, and Jets. That means I have the Bills missing the playoffs, yep. along with Baltimore and some other teams. Yep. Uh, the AFC is so good, though, that I don't care who you pick. There's going to be two or three teams left out that are sitting there probably 10 and seven that aren't going to make it because the AFC is so loaded. And right. I, I just think with all the drama that the Bills have going on, I think it's I think it's setting up for a setback year for the Bills, even though I don't want it to be because I love Josh Allen. I want him and the Bills to win the Super Bowl really bad. But I just – I could see this season going south, especially if they lose Monday night week one versus the Jets. If Diggs throws a tantrum, they end up trading him at the deadline or something. It may be best for him long-term, but I think it's a a step-down year for the Bills, unfortunately.
0: Right. All right, now the NFC.
1: NFC, start with the NFC West. I have the Seahawks winning that division. NFC South, I have the Falcons. NFC North, I have everybody's favorite, Lions. And NFC East, I think it's like 20 some years. They've had a a new winner every year of the division or something crazy. They never went back to back. Yeah, I never went back to back. I'm gonna I'm gonna am gonna pick the Cowboys uh as much as it pains me to do so to win the NFC East. And then the three wild card teams. I wanted to put I wanted to put your Bears in, Morgan, but I couldn't do it. (laughs) And I it's gonna be I'm gonna have the Giants, 49ers, and Eagles. I think the NFC East represents three teams again. I just like everything that that conference has going on, but. uh, So no
0: commies. There's some kind of people sneakily picking them to get in there as well.
1: I could. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only so many sneaky teams out there. I I just think Ron Rivera is a lame duck head coach, new ownership coming in, which is a good thing uh, for, for Washington finally. But I don't know, Sam, how I like, I do like the roster for the most part, but. Sam Howe would have to be pretty good to get them in, I think, over those three teams because that's that division is a lot better than people thought it was even a year ago. So now you and I get into our final four picks, and I'm going to have okay. you go first on these, and I'll let you pick this. So do you want to do your AFC or NFC first? I'll do the AFC. So, okay.
0: Now, obviously, a little bit this, you know, we're going to pick these and, and you know, um, you know, kind of how you did it. It's going to a little bit depend on the records, correct, on who plays who. So you could have the teams right, but they could play each other earlier than we think, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're just picking who you think will it'll win up there. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm going to have the Chiefs. I'm going to have the Bengals. I'm going to have the Chargers. And I'm going to have – um Can't do it. I'm gonna have the
1: Steelers. Oh, you went you went Final Four, AFC Final Four, it okay, I got you. Yep. Okay, I didn't do it quite like that, but I'm I'm okay. on page with you. That's okay. fine. So you nope. so go ahead. You had you, repeat one more time. I'm sorry.
0: Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, and Steelers.
1: Okay, I like it. Uh mine's pretty similar. I'll have Chiefs, Jags, Steelers, and Dolphins. Chiefs, Jags,
0: Steelers, Dolphins. We're both kind of high on the Steelers.
1: We are, yeah. I, I, I told you last year I like the roster, and right. they came on at the end of the year. They, they did. They got start out slow, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I just under Mike Tomlin, man, they're they're pretty well run. So it, you can't really go wrong with the Steelers. And then, uh, then yeah, then who do you have in the AFC Championship game?
0: Okay, now I've got the Chiefs. I've got the Chiefs and the Bengals again. I just think, you know, as long as Burrow's healthy, they're just, they're a tough out. And, and I mm-hmm. think it'll be in, in Kansas City again. And, and that, you know, that's just what it's going to be.
1: Okay. And your winner from that game, I assume. I, I is... got
0: Kansas City. I just, if their guys are healthy, you know, obviously, you know, I just don't see people beating them. I just, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lot, last year I made the, uh, the mistake of, I think I had bills and chargers, right. which were good teams, but as long yeah. as right now, as long as uh Mahomes and Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey are, you know, at the helm of, of the chiefs, yeah. I basically just have to put them in the AFC championship yeah, game. I agree. <laughs> I, I think you're kind of foolish to do otherwise. So yeah, I, I have the chiefs as well in the AFC championship game and I have them hosting the dolphins. Yeah. I'm high on Miami this year. I think if Tua stays healthy, which is a big if, right? Uh, for a while, for the longest time, past couple of months, I had the Jags here. I, I really like what the Jags are doing. Some people think they're a year two year away. I don't. But if Tua stays healthy, I think they have the firepower. Depending on the playoff matchups, if they're at home or if they play at Jacksonville, somewhere warm, maybe the Chargers. I I think they can get here a lot of ifs. I mean it's it's a big if, but if, if Tua does stay healthy, I think the Dolphins can can go toe to toe with about anybody in the AFC. All right. Then then who do you have winning that? I have the Chiefs winning.
0: No, yep. can't uh me can't take against them. Yeah. That's me as well. So, all right. Now don't let's care go. If it's
1: 50. Don't care if it's 50 degrees in Kansas City. Uh the Dolphins, I'm just I'm going to take my homes.
0: Yep. Agreed. <laughs> all right. So now the uh NFC. I'm going to have the 49ers, of the Eagles, and I'm going to have the Seahawks. And then and I'm I'm going to go kind of out of the you know, not with you. I'm going to have the Vikings there. I think, you know, they may not have as good a record this year but i do think they come back um you know whether they get in in the wild card or win the division uh, they'll they'll win a playoff game so
1: I'm going to have like yeah, i mean they won 13 games last year so it's not right. that's not the worst pick of all time by any means and then for your NFC championship who are you looking at
0: i'm going to have 49ers and the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks too. Um, they just need to get on the opposite sides of the bracket there. So. Right, right,
1: and then going to the Super Bowl.
0: I'm gonna have the 49ers. There we go. So
1: Brock I'm, going, I'm, going,
0: I'm going with Brock.
1: That's not, I mean, listen, they're them and the Eagles it, are the favorites it, for reasons. So
0: it's. Yes, it's Brock Purdy, but their roster is so good, in my opinion. It's not as long as he can just get it out of his hand. Just get it out. Get it to Debo. Get it to McCaffrey and get out of the way.
1: No, I I like that. Um, my final four, I didn't have it written down, but I'm going to have 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Lions as my final four in the NFC. Okay. And then for my NFC championship game, I am going to have the Seahawks versus the Lions. I'm going to ride Motor City City Dan Campbell into the Super Bowl. (laughs) Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl rematch of Thursday night in (laughs) Vegas.
0: First game, last game.
1: I'm, I'm I'm buying this Dan Campbell stuff. I mean, could you imagine if he took the Lions to the Super Bowl? I'd be absolutely nuts. Everybody in the everybody in the country outside of Chiefs fans would be rooting for them. Oh yeah. Um yeah. and I'm I'm wishing with my heart here. I, I almost put the Falcons in the championship game. I've told you I've been high on the Falcons. Right. The, you know I, I know the smart pick is to probably have 49ers, Eagles, or Cowboys. Uh, but they all have question marks. 49ers, they have some drama. And does Brock Purdy come back from injury? Yep. Every team's got drama. Uh the, the Cowboys. New coordinator, new play caller, I should say. Uh, lost their tight end. Is their running game going to be, you know, what it was? Um, you know, the Seahawks, can Geno Smith repeat last season or even get better? Right. The Lions are the Lions, as we know. So I'm going with my heart on this one, but yeah, I'm going Chiefs, Lions, Super Bowl.
0: All right. Who you got winning? Chiefs. Okay. And I'm gonna go the Chiefs as well, back to back. Um, I just I get you said it correctly, as long as Mahomes is under center, Kelsey's catching balls, and Reed's the head coach, really hard to get to to pick against them.
1: yeah, I mean, look how good the Eagles played in the Super Bowl minus yeah. one play, and it's just yeah, with the chiefs the, Mahomes and the, they're just a different breed. i I don't know like I said, you could be up twenty points going the fourth quarter. And you don't even feel safe. Right. <laughs> you know you yeah. have to go get another touchdown. I mean. Yeah. You can't play for field, field goals against
0: the Chiefs, unfortunately.
1: No. And no, then, not at all. And
0: what that does, it just makes you think and question everything. And you, you get out of your game. And
1: that's when bad things happen. For sure. For sure. All right. We got, so yeah, this this year's a little bit different. I can tell it's just there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot yep. of certainty, but a lot of uncertainty. If that right. makes the, sense. The
0: certainty is Kansas City. Uncertainty yeah. is
1: everybody else. Everything else. Everything else. I mean, I want wanted to pick the Cowboys, but I just I can't do it. Right. I just I can't bring my it's I don't know. Can't even though I know I probably should pick the Cowboys, can't do it. Ain't gonna do it. So right. let's go Lions. All right. Go Detroit City. All right.
0: Uh thanks a lot Trev. Uh we'll you know next week will be uh Cyhawk recap. Uh go Cyclones. Uh, beat the Hawks. We'll be cheering loud in Ames on Saturday. What are you going to do for the game? That, are you going to be on the road or are you going to be at home or what?
1: I'm actually going to be in Boise. I'm going to be at the Boise okay. State but that doesn't start till 530 so I'm going to watch the Colorado game early on and I should see most if not all the Iowa-Iowa State game.
0: Awesome. All right. Enjoy. We'll talk to you next week, Trev.
1: All right. Have a good night. Thank you for listening
0: to Morgan The Asked For Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on your podcast player to help spread the podcast out to bigger audiences.